Hello there, I'm Colleen. I'm Anders. And I'm Daniel. We're three nerds that met through our love of science fiction and fantasy storytelling. Of course, one of our favorites is George Lucas's signature achievement, Star Wars. And if there's one thing the internet definitely doesn't have enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So here we are with yet another Star Wars podcast, where each week we discuss one of the films in the current Star Wars canon. From the sands of Tatooine to the levels of Coruscant, we cover it all. Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. Host of Crackle and Open with Mike and Elise. A podcast about brews, news, and pop culture reviews. Every Friday, we choose a new craft beer from a different brewery and talk about... The history of the beer. What's in it. How it was made. The history of the brewery. Along with tasting notes and more fun facts. After that, come chill with us as we bring you the latest in pop culture news and reviews. So check out Crackin' When Open, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Welcome to another episode of Two Player Bros. I'm Mike, and with me as always is Dave. You're really just waiting for me to say something. One day. One day you'll say it. Nope. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to talk about a few things, but to start off, I guess happy Mario Day. It's March 10th, which is, you know, Mario Day to everybody who has to post about it, I guess. Why do they call it that, Mike? Well, because if you take the abbreviation of March and put Mar together, and then the 10, if you put them together, it creates Mario. And I guess people just really love creating days now. Like fake holidays are like a like a thing now. So everyone's got to have it. When Sonics? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you. The fifth day of Christmas. Yeah, it's an excuse <laughs> to make Mario games on sale on the Switch store right now, which they are. Oh, I didn't know that. Anything yeah. good? I All the Mario titles, but those are the only things I buy for Switch. So I've already got them all. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> I think there's DLC for Raving, the Raving Rabbits game I hadn't bought yet, but I'm not going to. So yeah, happy Mario Day. But that's not what we're talking about today. No Mario stuff today. Unless, Dave, you have some interesting Mario news to share. Uh, um, um, pressure. <laughs> Mario Legos are pretty cool. Are they? <laughs> they are. Uh, I do want those Mario Legos. At least won't let me have any Legos because she thinks mm. I'll start an obsession and I'll take over the apartment. That's fair. I'm building with a six-year-old mic. <laughs> all right well let's get into it i guess we'll start off with something i wanted to talk about last week but we didn't really have enough time which is alien fire team uh they find a cold night no he's actually seven (laughs) (laughs) uh so alien fire team for for posterity for posterity (laughs) so alien fire team is created by cold iron studios which uh, has de- which founded in 2015 they used to create city of heroes star trek online and neverwinter i thought maybe you'd be interested in the city of heroes aspect because i didn't know that what's the name of the studio cold iron studios or cold iron games uh, no maybe, cold iron studios maybe they are veterans they're veterans of those they're veterans projects, yeah because they did not make no, city of heroes this company didn't start until 2015 i do believe alien fire team is their first game together but they I, come from a background of mmos that we have played which I thought was interesting. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Cold Iron Studios was originally purchased by Fox Next Games in 2018. 
after they were part of Kabam. And then Disney bought Fox Next, which makes sense because it was, sounds like it was a Fox Studios game, like they made Fox-based games, um, which means that Disney, Fox owned Aliens, now Disney owned Aliens, so they started working on an Aliens game. But I think that's an interesting pedigree for people that worked on like MMOs to start working on what's essentially the kind of a Left 4 Dead type game. This is a brand new studio. Sure, I'm sure every I'm sure they have a bunch of people that work there that have worked on a bunch of different. Yeah, every genre. Them, yeah, I don't think this is a team of MMO people making this game, but maybe I don't know. But I mean, they could have been story writers. They could have been the guys that have designed the inventory system. Who, who <laughs> knows? You know. So let's let's see what they make before we start. <laughs> well, so it's what they're making. They talked about on the 25 minute video that I, they posted on IGN of the of the first mission of the game or one of the missions of the game that they were primarily an RPG studio or their RPG backgrounds. So there's a lot of upgrades, a lot of weapons. There's a lot of customization and progression with your characters. And I was like, I have no idea what these guys have worked on. I've never heard of Cold Iron Studios before. So that's why I thought it was interesting. I looked into what they had made. Um, but I understand that they hire people that have done a bunch of other <laughs> things. I do understand that. Uh, but we finally saw like a bunch of gameplay footage. I think too much. I didn't need to watch a whole 25 minute video of the game. Um, but what were your impressions of what we saw of alien fire team? I mean, I, I'm sure this game is for somebody. I'm sure there's people that are going to buy it and love it and have a great time. You're probably going to be one of them. Um, oh, you're making me sad right now. I know where this is going. No, it's just, I mean, <laughs> I feel like what we saw the, I probably watched 15 minutes of the, of the posted footage. Mm -hmm. I feel like that 15 minutes is going to be the entire game. I don't think there's going to be a lot here. Um, and we'll, we'll see. Uh, it looks fine. Um, I'm just not super interested in it, to be honest. It's just not for me. I was never into left for dead. You know, I'm, I'm not into those. I guess I've been into some horde style gameplay, like with like Mass Effect games, I guess. But right. for the most part, it's just, it's never been for me. See, I'm surprised because that's, I got a big Mass Effect 3 multiplayer vibe from Fireteam. Although you're not doing waves, you're moving through the location. But when they talked about real progression and progressing your weapons and your cards and your powers, I was just, that sounds a lot like, not so much like Left 4 Dead, which Left 4 Dead didn't have much going for it other than being fun, like a lot of enemies and like playing with your friends. I don't remember there really being progression in Left 4 Dead. You beat the missions and that was about it. I, I mean, honestly, when it comes to like progression, you're probably going to see like similar to what you see in Predator. You level up, you level up your class. You unlock a couple different guns as you level up and then you get cosmetic weapon skins and stuff like maybe it's more than that, but that's what I'm expecting. From what they've said in the video, you get there's over Are, 30 weapons. Or no, there's over 60 weapons, 30 enemy types. You've got your two powers that you can equip at any time, and you've got uh, mutators as well for the levels that'll change like the look of your screen and the colors of the game to changing how you have to defeat the enemies or what the difficulty level and stuff like that is. Big head mode, maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like, does my character have a skill tree? Am I investing points into things? I or? guess you can spec out your different classes di differently. Everyone can have their own like customized unique class, yeah. So depending on how you upgrade your powers and your like slot in your different slot in and out your different powers and stuff like that, along so, with your weapons that you're upgrading as well. Maybe maybe I just interpreted it differently, but to me it sounded like you know you've got two skill slots and you have maybe there's six different skills for the class or whatever, and you just pick whatever two you want to bring in. I didn't see any of that like RPG ish, you know, progression 
like what I would really consider RPG progression in the in the video that we saw. But we saw, you know, a couple minutes of footage. We didn't see, you know, them digging through menus or anything like that. So right, I don't think they pulled up a menu screen once, right? Uh, no, no, they no. did not. I mean, I do agree that I think that even though I do like the idea of this game being like Aliens meets Mass Effect Three, I do agree that it doesn't look like a sixty or seventy dollar game. Regardless, I'd still probably get it at that price um, because I'm a fool, Dave, because I'm a fool. But I do think if this game is priced at like $30 or if they show us more and show us that, hey, look at all these other levels and stuff like that, it really is worth this probably $70, honestly, with new games. Nah, you're, you're going to you're gonna see the inside of a ship. Maybe you'll see the inside of some sort of cave compound. Because <laughs> <laughs> like they're aliens, so it has to be corridors, right? You can't really do like... I don't know what the planet looks like that they're on, but you know, it, it's, it's got to be tight corridors if it's going to be aliens, right? I would imagine so. There's, I know there's four missions in the main game, not including any DLC that they may or may not do, they, but each mission has multiple, they said it's or four campaigns with multiple missions within each it's, campaign. It's 12 missions. Oh, did they say, okay. It's four campaigns, three missions per campaign that put together a large overarching story narrative the story of actually what's happening i don't know i don't know i don't know i think it looks good i think the sound sounds right the aliens i like the idea of like the different types of aliens they've created all still look cool and all still look like aliens which i like Mm -hmm. um but bring a little bit of nuance to it it's almost like they brought the old aliens action figures from when we were kids in the 90s and made them characters in the game which i think is cool uh and i like the idea of the co-op that three-player co-op kind of mode because like you said before, we had a lot of fun playing Mass Effect 3, and I haven't really found a game that really emulates that yet. Um, I guess Horde mode and Gears of War a little bit, and in some kind of ways like Division stuff, but no, it's still that's way more RPG than it is kind of a squad-based action game. So I, I, I really would am looking forward to more Mass Effect 3 type multiplayer, especially having, having retried the Mass Effect Andromeda multiplayer and being disappointed that the legendary edition that's coming out won't have the multiplayer again yeah i mean destiny kind of spearheaded like the three-man squad like at least in my head the fire team um and i had a ton of fun running strikes it's not quite wave-based combat but you know it's essentially the same thing it's just a it's just a level of a shooter you know yeah (laughs) um so yeah i'm sure you're gonna buy it because like you said you're a fool um (laughs) I'm surprised you don't think it looks like a, usually when I think of like what you, when you talk about like what a game is worth, it's strictly based off visuals <laughs> and it looked really pretty to me. Um, it did look really good. Yeah. What, what doesn't make it look like a $60 game to you? The fact that it looks it, so much like Mass Effect's multiplayer, that it's just like a part of a part of a game. But again, like you said, we don't have menu screens. We don't, they said that progression stuff, which kind of excited me, but. I thought Mass Effect 3's progression was pretty deep for a multiplayer that was just kind of tagged on. So I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't see cinema sequences. We don't really know the story. It was mostly just three dudes talking, playing a really straightforward, simple kind of game. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah, the, the sound was really good. I thought the graphics looked really good. Um, I think Ryan McCaffrey of IGN said that he was recording it at 60, but... And obviously he was on a PC, but he said the frame, it was definitely way above 60 when he was playing. Oh uh, yeah. He's probably, I don't remember that. He's probably saying that his video captures at 60 or something. Yeah. Like it was that. stuck. At, yeah. Yeah. No, looked, looked good. Sounded good. Honestly, they just based off the visuals of it, it, it looked like maybe it was just the guys playing 
aiming seemed like it's gonna be a little janky. Like, I did think that too. Like yeah. Little, like they were moved really stilted. Like one of the guys was using the smart gun and it's like, oh, well that obviously that's just like auto targeting everything he's attacking. And they were really focusing on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they switched to the guy using the shotgun and stuff, I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't look fluid. <laughs> I do agree. It looked like their arms were very stiff as they were aiming. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, I'm, I'm sure you'll get it. I'll de- definitely give it a shot, but. I mean, it could surprise like, the Predator game ended up being pretty fun, although that's far from perfect as well. You know, at least you could get a little bit of, might be able to get a little bit of fun out of it. Predator game, I knew coming in that I was going to, that I liked the idea of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at knowing what I like and knowing what I dislike. Um, and this doesn't look like it's going to do it for me, but I'll give it a shot. I'm surprised. I didn't think you'd like love it, but I'm a little surprised that you were, you're a little more down on it than I thought you might be. I'm not a huge alien aliens guy to begin with. I've actually been watching the movies recently. Um, you really, you aren't. I mean, I, I own the quadrilogy. I was going to say when Prometheus came out, you and I watched it probably like five times. Did we? Yeah, we watched it a lot. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> um, but that's more of a testament to free movies, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> that's true too. Um, no, I, I'm not huge on aliens. Um, they're fine enough. I'm, I'm not, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> all right well that brings me to that kind of leads me into my next conversation because this game is supposed to be coming out this year summer 2021 but they won't put a firm date on the game now they haven't said like exactly like <clears throat> obviously they've been working on it since 2015 that was their first game that they've been working on so they've been working on this for years so this kind of predates the pandemic by a lot have they been i imagine this was they're probably floated around they might have made a couple of test games that failed but i imagine they've got to be at you- some point they had to stick to a game I assumed they started making this in 2018 when they were bought by Fox by the guys that own aliens. (laughs) That could be too. It could be that they had a game and then Fox was like, you know what? We'll just buy you then. Or it could be, Hey, you're going to make a game based on this franchise. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I haven't found anything that said either way, but either way, that's still three years of development. Um, But I do think it's smart, even though this game is coming out possibly soon to not put a firm date on this game. and I was just wondering what you think about release dates, at least within this time frame, this year. Anybody putting a release date on a game within, let's say, from March of last year all the way through who knows when now. Do you think that a studio should ever put a firm date on a game? Or do you think they should wait, especially when so many games are digital, to do it You know, a month, you know, maybe a month in to when the game is released so you don't disappoint people so you don't maybe overwork your crew do more just flexible release dates like summer or just the year all right well the just the year fuck that that's too much right okay for me pandemic or not i'll always tell you the same thing if you're announcing a game i want it to be out in the next three months i don't i can't stand like the media cycle when it comes to games you know and they're you know teasing their, and their road to launch or whatever could not care less about a game until I see like a finished product or close to a finished product. So for me, again, not related to the pandemic at all. Don't give me some soft date like that, but yeah, with the pandemic and everything where it is just so uncer- even more uncertain, like yeah. probably not. I, I hope that they're pretty, you know, pretty firm on that date or what they, what they did you say? They said June? they just said summer, summer 2021. So I like that because they could be, 
maybe they're focusing on a May, but if not, they can always clean stuff up and go to August if maybe the Q&A doesn't go as well as they hoped. At the same time, summer 2021 could be June, three months from now. Right. Right? Three? Three. Two? No, you're right. Three. Three. It's March. Uh, Or it could be like late August, September, which is six months from now. You really don't know if this game's going to take a hundred percent longer than you think it's going to take to, to get out. Um, I don't know. I just think it's interesting because I think that by saying a season, you give yourself some leeway where you're not necessarily disappointing fans. I mean, if a game gets delayed, it's not the end of the world for me. Cyberpunk, I was really looking forward to, although it ended up not being something that's that great. Uh, I was looking forward to it, and the firm release dates, you know, kept moving, and I was like, eh. It doesn't really bother me that much because I have a backlog of a bajillion games. But other people were like, you know, fanatics get insane when their games get delayed. So I think it's smart to be able to say it's coming out in summer. Let's say you're hoping for May. If it doesn't come out in May, you have no change of release date and it just comes out in August. And you can just say, oh, yeah, it was always going to be August. And with the digital age, it's like you're not selling out of games. You're not selling out of physical anything anymore. So if you delay something, you can just be like, yeah, it got delayed. You know, you don't even have to say it's just summer, end of summer, a month in pre-orders are finally available in the digital store without having to take them down. Because I don't remember what game it was, but I know a game last week or the week before was taken off pre-orders because they had no, oh, the Dying Light 2 was delayed and they had no firm date on when that might come back. Obviously, they have a lot of issues with their studio, Um, but they actually took it off digital pre-order as well. But by doing like, hey, summer, if your game gets delayed three or four months, you can just wait for the pre-order. It doesn't really matter, I guess I'm saying. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after the pandemic, obviously, you don't have as much of an excuse. Like you said, it's it's a little bit more firm. You're all working together. I think you should have a better idea of how your game's coming together. But I think in a time when everybody's separate, you don't know. I mean, I know where I work, every once in a while, somebody had, gets sick and... You know, they don't get tested, they can't come back to work or they have to quarantine two weeks. And when you're working remotely, maybe that doesn't affect you or maybe it affects you just the same. So I know that, you know, one person falls who's your lead designer, your lead QA guy, and you might be forced to be behind those few weeks as well. Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Don't put dates on things. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish I, had, I wish I had more for you, but honestly, it's just like when it comes out, it comes out. I, it, Honestly, tell me, tell me the week before it comes out and I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't, I don't need to know. <laughs> well, that's my kind of thing is saying summer 2021 and then you go, yo, June, like in June, I'm cool with that. Cause at least I have a somewhat of a frame of reference. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think this is like a hot take. I think everybody agrees with you. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next thing is, a, I didn't know it was coming out. Is was a surprise trailer that came out today called Shredder's Revenge. It's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Uh, I'm really pumped for this. I think it looks really cool. It's a throwback action game done like the old Streets of Rage Ninja Turtles, but a little bit more of a pixelated style done using the universe of the 1990s or 80s and 90s TMNT cartoon. You saw the trailer, Dave. What you think about it? I was really excited. I I, I didn't know this anything about this game. I clicked on. The trailer, right? Didn't know anything about leading up. Got really excited, um, and then was kind of let down at the end. Like the 
they did like a very animated style to start the trailer. Yeah, oh and, yeah, it's definitely and, like, and like a new cartoon. It was literally opening. a cartoon. And I'm like, ooh, what is what is this gonna be? I'm <laughs> into this. Uh, and then they switched to the pixelated image. I'm like, oh. And then it was just a 2D side scroller. And I said, oh, again. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people have like fond memories of Turtles in Time and whatever the other one was, just TMNT Arcade, was it called? Or whatever it was called. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, for, for me, those were, I was never super into them. Like I enjoyed playing them when I was at the arcade. You know, I, I enjoyed playing it on uh, Xbox Arcade when it came out with you years back whenever yeah. that was i think it was like a summer of arcade game at some point right i believe so yeah um so no it's again it's not necessarily doing it for me and i'm a huge ninja turtles fan um ninja turtle games have just never they've never been what i want them to be and i don't really know what it is i want them to be <laughs> um but i'm always let down by ninja turtle games unfortunately so i'm not expecting to be super into this one it is nice that it's made by the streets of rage guys uh because streets of rage 4 I, even though i haven't played it it's very well regarded as you can see i'm downloading it right now yeah. <laughs> um so i'm i'm glad it's going to get the love that that game probably deserves and i'm glad that hopefully the people that remember turtles in time fondly are going to have an experience that's, you know, that what hits the right for? beats for right. them. It's just not necessarily for me. Plus, you know, beat em ups in general aren't necessarily my genre. Right. I guess it, it looks cool. Uh, they showed four player co-op. It looked hectic. I uh, couldn't really tell what was going on in any of the scenes. <laughs> um, so yeah, hope, Hopefully it's a hopefully it's a good time. I'm, again, I'm sure I'll check it out because I'm sure you're gonna be in on it. Um, well, yeah, it's turtles, <laughs> and hopefully I have a good time with it for you know the first two levels, which is typically your turtles. Typically, where <laughs> I wear out on a beat 'em up game. Yeah, I remember turtles in time having a lot of fun with you. I remember out of the shadows came out. And- I got it and I played a couple levels and I, I was enjoying it. And I never finished it. And I always liked th- that style of trying to be a little gritty, like the old movies. And in fact, using the, I think the theme song from the first movie, but now you can't play it because of rights issues. Uh, so I haven't had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game to play in probably since Turtles in time. I know there was another one based on the new cartoon show that came out, but I didn't get it. You had played that one. Wait, you can't play out of the shadows. Nope. Why not? It's unavailable on my, if I could probably, I could probably still play it on my 360. Gotcha. But I can't play it on my, it's not available to download on my Xbox, Xbox One. One. Yeah. Gotcha. But it, yeah, it's probably still on your 360. Yeah. I'd have to just um, go in and play that. Which is still hooked up in your living room, isn't it? Yeah. It's on my Switch. But like you said with your PlayStation, I don't, I don't feel like changing over. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I, honestly, I don't think there's ever been a really great Ninja Turtles game. Um, and I don't really know what it is that I want from a Ninja Turtle game. So I don't know what would satiate me. I think they just get like they run into a lot of trouble because there's turtles have been around for so long. And turtle like what the Ninja Turtles are is very different to a Everybody. lot of people. Um, they've got, you know, four or even is it four or five like pretty unique art styles, all of which are, you know, pretty well regarded, whether it be, you know, the, the comics, the live action, the animated series from when we were kids, uh, the new animated series, 
the uh, CGI series. Well, CGI being the new animated series, right? Well, that's the newer one. Okay. The newest, the newest one is CGI. Or then there were there were, there is another animated turtle as well, like yeah. a cartoonish looking one. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of art styles. And I don't know. I, I also feel like the scope and tone of turtles changes across all the mediums too, between like super dark and gritty to super lighthearted and fun and anywhere in between. Oh, for sure. So I, I, th- I think, I think it's just a franchise that's never been able to really capitalize on the video game market, which sucks because I want it to be, <laughs> I want all my favorite games to be Ninja Turtle games. Right. Uh, and I honestly, I think the, the first one I ever played the NES game, like just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is probably the best one. And that game kind of sucked too. <laughs> it's fun until you get to the sewers or to the, to the, uh, the dam, the dam. Yeah. <laughs> I never got past the dam until emulators later on in life. <laughs> uh, I would agree. And I, I, I like your point about how it's so many things to so many people. I've never thought about that before, but you're right that, you know, I don't know. Do I want something that's more the cartoon or do I want something that's more the live action? I think in my opinion, I'd want something that's more like the live action right now because I think all of the cartoons have really had a chance and they've never really given a more gritty live action slash comic book type a chance, but that would alienate the children, even though half the children are grown up like us. Uh, and then what kind of game? I'd know it would be, co- it would be co-op. I can't see you doing a Turtles game that didn't have some kind of multiplayer. Eh, honestly, I, I just want, if I had but, to pick, I'd say, give me Devil May Cry, but with Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that's a good, it wasn't that what the last one tried to be? The one that was more based on the cartoon, the newer cartoon? You're talking about how I played this one. I don't remember it. If, if I played it, it was still it, it a long time great. ago. So I just don't, re- I don't remember. I remember watching you do the, the training mission, maybe the first level. I don't, I don't remember it at all. Um, I don't know, last yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. A Devil May Cry thing seems to like make sense, but I would think it would have to be like a co-op kind of thing. And you'd want, like you can't, you could do open world, but that'd be weird for a Turtles game. Fucking Ninja Turtles, Dark Souls. Let's go. <laughs> that'd be fun too. But yeah, I, I'm still pretty excited for this game just because it is Ninja Turtles and it's out there. Um, and as long as the brand is still out there, it has a chance. Just kind of like the Alien <laughs> Fire Team. I was afraid when Disney acquired Alien, that it was such a mature thing that Disney was just going to kind of sit on it. But now we got alien fire team and you've got the new FX TV show coming out in the next year. Um, so all that sounds like there's good alien, stuff for the fans. There's an alien TV show coming out. Yeah, it's going to be an FX anthology show, uh, eight or nine episodes. Each one's a different story that features some kind of alien thing on a muck. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. I like it. Each different writer gets their own take. It's almost like the alien comic books. So I like that idea, Cool. but I like these idea of these things kind of, going a little further like even if fire team's not the greatest at least as long as it's okay and not like a complete bomb like colonial marines it might expand the franchise forward because after colonial marines you saw nothing about aliens for a while uh so this is the first thing that's come out kind of since then but i mean no you saw alien isolation which was like super that is super well regarded but you still didn't get anything from aliens for years following that right that was what 2015 that was yeah 2015 and i know that colonial marines actually got two other alien projects canceled did it yeah an rpg and then some kind of other tactical uh, shooter as well but you know 
hopefully Fireteam can bring him out of the ashes, just like this game maybe can show that there's still an interest in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff. Well, I, I just, I just disagree that they're coming out of the ashes because they're coming off of the best alien game ever made by what I assume <laughs> would be most people's standards. So it is a fantastic game. There's it's nowhere to go. Super but, hard. <laughs> there's nowhere to go, but down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other thing I like about the turn Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game is it, like you said, Turtles in Time was an Xbox Live arcade game. There hasn't been a quote unquote Xbox Live arcade type game that I think I've been super excited about, or there haven't been enough of them, let's say, because the, the store is just so filled with, and I get the concept that Phil Spencer has a game is a game. So the trash is still in there with the treasures and there's hidden gems within all that as well. But it's so hard for me to like try to find like the old X summer of arcade was still such a great concept that I kind of miss that. And I feel like this is the kind of game that would be on that. I mean, the last kind of indie game that came out on Xbox that we got that I played that I really liked was donut County. Um, and that was a, that was a surprise for me um, that I wouldn't have played if it wasn't on game pass, but yeah, so that's a testament to game pass more than more than just the game store and just pile or, or Xbox live arcade. But I think these games would be well to be showcased. I do think that Xbox or PlayStation even should do showcases like Xbox Live Arcade more often, where they're like, here are the real standouts that you should really give a try. These are the indie games that really deserve some attention. Yeah, like some sort of like seal of approval, at least, you know. Like the old gold Nintendo seal <laughs> kind of a thing. I mean, I think that just meant that it wasn't that buggy, but <laughs> um Yeah, no, just just something, you know, some sort of award or claim on the store this is like hey this is you know well regarded this is right. worth your time um but not necessarily classify it as an arcade game because i think that that is kind of almost like uh not, not derogatory but you know it's it's got negative connotations, connotations right you know? yeah um so i think that's why they you know removed the arcade you know in quotes from a lot of their games, but it, it would be nice if there was some sort of, some sort of curation that was more than, and this is on every platform more than, you know, new releases coming soon. <laughs> Top played, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I don't know how you'd fix uh, well, That's how you fix it. Like you said, the accolade yeah, kind of a thing. Just yeah. They're all fucking gold medal on the on the box art <laughs> see i think that's one thing the steam store does really well is they do their whole first page is kind of a mess but it's a clean mess and they do kind of showcase a lot of stuff that a they showcase different players like top rankings like here's joe bob's top 10 games or just regular like here's some games that came out that you should check out and that's the first thing you see. And then if you want, you go into the store and you can go buy a ton of different categories. And I think though it's a little busy, it really works well, the Steam store. Because there's a lot of games on Steam that are arcade type games that I find and I, I pay five bucks for just because they really showcased it. And I was able to go, oh, this does look good. I, I'll get that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Either some sort of, you don't want to, you don't want to overcrowd the store with, you know, I think Steam's and this is just a personal opinion guys don't get mad at me <laughs> i think steam's library like uh store features and stuff like it's a little bit too much I, I think they go a little too hard in the paint with some of that stuff to where it's almost it's overwhelming to look at the steam store for me so i would prefer something as simple as like a 
a staff's pick category or a trending category. You know, you have top played, but it's always Fortnite and Call of Duty yes. and, and Roblox. Like that's the only thing that's ever on there. <laughs> the top of their uh, top played. If they did have a trending like games that are having some sort of burst of traction, even if it's not necessarily the most uh, played game, just something that says like, hey, something's going on with this game. People keep playing this one. Yeah. Um, but something something simple. I don't I don't want it to be like super bogged down with like menus I need to drill through and everything. You know? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I was referring just to Steam's main, their main page. But yes, their search page has, there's a thousand different categories of genres you've never heard of for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but they do have that trending thing like you're talking about, like just what's people are buying like Valheim. That's I think how Valheim exploded was they were like, hey, people are really playing this game. And then it became a top game. But to get to there, it was like, hey, this is really trending and people tried it out. So that's all I got. Do you have anything else you wanted to oh, talk that- about? Any other announcements? Uh, you'd wanted to talk about like Avengers or something, didn't you? Oh, right. So what do you think about the Avengers? Fix. I don't know if you heard about it. their grind fix. I mean, I don't think we're going to say anything that anybody how, else didn't say yet, but how's it a fix? <laughs> it's not, it's not a fix at all. It's, it's a, it's crap. It's a load of baloney, especially like what they said when they're like, Oh no, you know, it's not, it's not to make it more grindy. It's like, it's nothing but grindy. Adding extra XP that you need to level up your guys just adds to the grind. When the only good thing about the game was that you you got your powers really quick, that your guys leveled up pretty pretty quickly to the point where you got tons of powers. Yeah, you, I mean, you probably should have started by saying what the so the issue thing was. was. <laughs> but they've decided to slow down your leveling for the later half of your levels just to make the the grind to fifty take a little bit longer. Uh, and it, you're right. It's nonsense, especially because every hero feels like crap until they get all their until powers. You've yeah. got, you know, yourself maxed out. But then you have, oh, people were overwhelmed by how many powers they were getting. <laughs> I hated that. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man, I, mean, I have so many options. I hate this. <laughs> they're like a character like you, you want people to feel and you don't feel powerful at all in Avengers at the beginning you feel no, so yeah. weak until at least level 20 um i just think that is i don't know if they're tone deaf or or what because it seems like something beyond tone deaf <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm not i'm not really sure what the hell they think they're doing um because the the time that they're adding to the grind they said it's going to be like three or four hours longer to get to 50. Yeah. Yep. And it's it, a lot of people are like, oh, they're just trying to pad out the game because they don't have end game content. I don't think that's what they're doing for a three or four hour grind. I, I think they're just stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think they're trying to like, you know, extend your play time. I, I really do think they have good intentions with it. It's just really dumb. Um, <laughs> But I don't think it's something where they're trying to like pad out content or anything like no, that. No, because three or four hours, while it's annoying, isn't that long. And then you're still going to have no content to glom onto that. Unless three or four hours is the Hawkeye content. And that they're just adding you to have to do the Hawkeye content, maybe. Like you got to do the campaign plus Hawkeye and then four more missions. Which, well, not four more missions. For, but for a game is, games of service, three or four hours is... Nothing. It's nothing. That's not the amount of content they want to add to the game um so i i don't 
think what you're I, I saying has any real correlation. I but. just don't understand why they can understand that people are upset about this change and then come out with a bullshit justification, but at the same time, not listen to the things that are actually being written about what's wrong with this game. Because at its core, it's not a terrible game, but they're doing nothing to keep this game alive. Everyone says like the campaign is fun. And you and I had fun playing multiplayer for a time. The thing is content and they don't have enough of it. And that's not something they ever address or transparency. And they never address transparency. Yeah. They, I mean, I know they, they added the Kate Bishop content, which I'm, a, I'm guessing it's like a three hour story. I've never actually played it. I'm um, waiting for Hawkeye to play the new advanced enhanced edition first. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Kate Bishop has her little campaign as right, well. Yeah. Um, but it's just that it's a, it's a quick little campaign and that's not, the game doesn't need more campaigns. The game needs post game content. Yes. Um, I don't know how like the cloning labs and like the secret labs and stuff, like they're not even out yet. Like that's crazy to me. It's, it's been six, seven months now. It was supposed to come out like December, like three months. After I think the it game. was supposed to come out with Hawk, with, uh, with, with Hawkeye in December. I think okay. when it was supposed <laughs> to come out, we're finally getting Hawkeye, <laughs> but yeah, no, no words on the secret labs or anything like that. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell they're doing. And it stinks because I, you bought the game on PlayStation. I ended up picking the game, up the game again on Xbox just to have it because I'm more prone to like to throw a game on quickly just to play for a little bit on Xbox. And it was on sale for like 30 bucks. It's like, you know, fuck it. I'm jumping. I just can't bring myself to play this game. Like <laughs> I played Kate's content for like 15 minutes. She seems fun. But I just know that there's nothing at the end of the rainbow for me, you know, yeah. like it's it's just a real bummer that they just don't know what they're doing. Unfortunately, they're such a huge company with such a a huge license. and I don't get why they can't look at a game, games that have failed and saved themselves like Division, like Destiny and go, that's what we need to do. When did Destiny fail? Destiny 2 was pretty poorly regarded and same with destiny one for a time but then they had it wasn't that they failed they just weren't being very open with their people and then they put out the roadmap and destiny 2 came out with the free to play content and shadow keep and stuff like that destiny 2 was not doing so hot at first destiny 2 was i mean not to argue about this destiny 2 was extremely well regarded when it first came out there was a dip for sure but the game was in no way a failure at, at any point there was no fear that destiny two wasn't going to be, you know, a major success. Destiny one, I guess had like a, it had a rough, start. a rough start, you know, until year, until the end of the first year. But their issue also but, was they weren't being transparent with what they were doing. Right. From what I remember. Like they made I, I a bunch mean, of promises that no one knew where it was coming out in destiny two. Absolutely not. I mean, they have been from the beginning. I think they've been fantastic about transparency. Oh, they've got a huge roadmap. Yeah. Um, they let you know what's going on like a year beforehand. I don't, rem I don't remember community sentiment too much around Destiny One. Um, I know people were upset that there wasn't enough endgame content to start with, same, which is you know just what happens with games of service. But I mean, I, there was way more to do than than what we have. Oh, for Avengers, Avengers for sure, yeah. Like it, it's not a comparison you should make. <laughs> like it's it's just not fair to <laughs> to Destiny to even compare the two to put it anywhere near what Avengers is. 
the other thing I heard was that they might be doing this to pad out a free to play type thing, especially since they limited the random drops for cosmetics, I guess. But I, that's I just don't believe that because like again, you're adding three or four hours. It no, doesn't Yeah, I don't either. I, I just wonder what your take was. It just doesn't I I don't think there's anything nefarious or like behind the scenes happening with this. I think I really do think it's exactly what they're saying. They're just dumb. dumb. <laughs> um I, I don't get why people would think that this is like even like the for the free to play rollout. I guess the fact that they changed the way like random cosmetics are awarded might be an indicator that they want to change something in that way. But I don't know. What's what's weird about this is I think it was just yesterday they announced and they did it like much more quietly and just like a tweet that they're gonna have customizable harm rooms launching on the 18th as well. So you can actually design your own like challenge rooms. That's really cool. That is really cool. Why the hell? (laughs) That's what people want. Why are you talking about that in your, (laughs) you know, blog posts and like big announcements and stuff, you know? But yeah, people want more stuff to do in your game. And that's the other thing is I don't think by changing the drops and changing the level cap that or not level cap, but the path to your levels that that's going to make free to play any better. Free to play requires more content. That's, that's the main thing about free to play. I always need more shit to keep going and trying to buy these random cosmetics. They need to do way more. There need to be more varied skins. There need to be more fun skins. There needs to be more, just more. Right. It's, it can't just be palette swaps, which is like, which is what half their skins are. Five skins and 18 palette swaps. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like three designs, all of which are pretty generic and built to very much fit the world they've created, which I get. Right but that also completely limits all the things they can do. And then it's just palette swaps on top of those three skins. You know, you don't have anything that really looks comic booky or, you know, more animated or, or whatever. Like it's, it's all very much, this is our Avengers universe. Right. And all these outfits need to fit that tone and they don't need to, but that's what they've chose to do. You know? Yeah. I think Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales do that really well with the outfits all being super varied and super fun and goofy and animated. I mean, there's even the, obviously you can't do the multiplayer game, but in Miles Morales, I don't even think I mentioned on the post game I did of it, but you can get the into the spider verse costume. And then one of your perks can be to make the game actually move like an in the, into the spider verse movie. So the game starts to move and behave like you're in the movie as long as well as your character looking like he is that. Yeah, that's not going to work for a multiplayer game. Yeah, <laughs> but you get these different things. You get the animated cartoon ones and it might not work in the campaign mode of the game. It might look weird, but that's the player's choice. And when you're playing multiplayer, who cares? You're just beating up guys for the entirety of your mission until the very end. So, yep, and it's still all the same bad guys. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I got. Cool. All right. Get the fuck out of my apartment. Get the fuck out of my. Ap- oh, wait. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So for two-player bros, I'm Mike, that's Dave. Stay safe, keep on gaming.